The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lan or Alana, and today's episode is all about dealing with year-end burnout, end-of-year burnout, holiday burnout, essentially the marathon and sprint that it is from probably like November, honestly, pretty much like all of Q4 until the end of the year. (laughs) I swear it is the most hectic time of the year. There's so many holidays. You have Thanksgiving, you have Black Friday, you have Cyber Monday, Cyber Week, Then it's Christmas. If you're in school, it's midterms and exams and finals and whatnot. It is a lot, no matter if you're a student, if you are an adult in the workplace, no matter what you're doing, I feel like it's overwhelming. Even if you don't work or you're not studying, all the social events and parties and gifting and holiday shopping and whatnot can socially also just be a lot and very draining. So I wanted to put together... A little episode for you guys that maybe you can have some takeaways and tools and strategies in your little toolkit to help you get through these last four weeks or I guess three weeks now of the year. I hear you. I see you. I feel you. I'm with you on this and I just want to do what I can to help out. I know I got a question on my Instagram stories about this. So I thought maybe I'd make a little podcast episode about it because then this is something you can refer back to and I could dive more into it. The question was more so around finals and the final rush of school in the semester, but this episode will be touching on not only strategies for school and studying for finals and doing final assignments and whatnot, but also if you are working your nine to five job or you're adulting, you can apply these tips and tricks too. Before we jump into it, I want to apologize for this episode being late. I was doing a lot of back-end work for the podcast and I had some technical difficulties and had to wait on certain people to help me mitigate that. So I want to apologize for this episode being late. I know the past few months, the podcast has kind of not been on a schedule and it's honestly really upset me. So I'm here with you. I don't like the podcast not being on a schedule and I'm determined to have a schedule and be on schedule year end into the new year and for this to never ideally happen again. That's why it was taking so long because I literally couldn't upload an episode or else it would have caused more issues. You might have not been able to access it. So here we are. It's Friday. I'm recording this at 1 p.m. And I'm going to get it out today. That is my goal. I'm determined to have it out by end of day today so that you can listen to it. And I also have a really exciting sponsor on today's podcast. I can't, I don't know where I'm going to put it yet in the episode, but just know that it's a big deal to me that they're sponsoring today's episode. And it really is a full circle moment. I've been using this product. I guess you can call it using this product. 
I've been buying this product for as long as I can remember. I used to always take it from my mom. Literally, I always have a pack in my purse. I sound so mysterious right now, but you guys will hear that. I'll probably put it after my current faves. It's usually where I insert the, these things. Please listen. I, I think it will be cute. It won't be me talking. It's a little audio clip, but it's a really big deal that I'm getting to partner with such an amazing brand that I've always loved. And it's kind of crazy that they reached out to me. Anyway, it's just a pinch me moment. So thank you for making that happen and being a part of this because they wouldn't be sponsoring me without you guys listening and tuning in every week. So thank you so much for that. I'm so grateful for you. And I'm not just saying that to say it. I really truthfully mean it. And I don't want you to ever think I'm just saying it to say it. I know I can be very monotone, but that's just my voice. I have my iced vanilla latte. I've been into hot ones typically, but I was just craving an iced one. I kept looking at my LA content when I've been editing it this week. I've been doing little day in the life solo travel vids on TikTok and Instagram reels from LA. And so I've been seeing my iced lattes from there and I desperately miss them, but I've been loving having a hot vanilla latte in the morning. And if you guys followed me last year, then you would know that I went through a phase around this time last year where I was obsessed with mochas and I'm officially back in that. Usually like my second coffee, if I get it out, is a mocha. So we're back on the mocha bandwagon. Other current faves, I'm really obsessed with my road lip balms. I rediscovered my old ones that were sitting in a bin in my vanity and it's just so much fun like putting a thick layer on your lips and I've gotten so many compliments saying my lips look so glossy so I've really been loving Rode at first to be honest I didn't love it that much but it's really really grown on me and I really really love it so don't sleep on Rode the jelly bean one is actually so cute but I think it's sold out now the vanilla peptide lip treatment is my favorite and then probably salted caramel and for tinted ones I love ribbon and toasted like the lighter shades I also discovered I can't remember if I spoke about this with you guys yet but I did post a hair care routine and I've been trying a bunch of different shampoos and conditioners and currently I'm hyper fixated on Purology also been loving Monday hair care but Purology at the moment is this week's obsession. I washed my hair with it today. I went to a Purology event the other day. It just feels so good. I've been wanting to try it for a really long time. Been alternating between that and Monday and then my Orbe. I just love so many hairlines right now. But really love Purology. I feel like their hydrate line is talked about a lot. So if you haven't tried it out, definitely don't sleep on it. I've been honestly using, I think it's the strength one, the one that comes in the blue bottle, I've really been liking. And then obviously it's Friday, December 8th. And if you're a Tate McRae fan or stan like me, then you would know that I am obsessed with her new album. I have been following Tate for so long. I grew up dancing competitively, so I followed her as a dancer when she was on So You Think You Can Dance Juniors. And I think she was also on Abby Lee's Ultimate dance competition, but I could be wrong. But I've literally followed her for forever. Always watched her dance videos on YouTube. Loved her forever. Learned that she could sing during COVID on TikTok. Fell in love with her. And I just love this new album and this era of her because I've always known she's had this spicier side to her because of dance. 
and everything. And I could just tell by her personality. So it's fun to see it come through. And I love how it's so iconic. And I feel like pop has be been reborn. And I've just been listening to it on repeat. In fact, I just turned it off after listening to it on repeat since this morning. And I listened to it last night before I went to bed so that I could record this podcast. And I think that says a lot. So if you haven't listened to Tate McRae's new album, definitely go check it out. But let's get into the bulk of the episode. We've been recording for eight minutes. Might be shorter when you're listening to this because I tend to cut out a lot of dead air. But anyways. Excel gum and ASMR. Search Excel Gum on Spotify now and choose one of four ASMR audio experiences. Because everybody needs good study partners. End of your burnout. We're going to discuss quite a few different categories on how to cope with burnout and all my tools, tips, and tricks. We're going to do the mindset with burnout, routines, scheduling, how to improve your focus with your work, self-care for stress. I think it's going to be a good one. I'm a little biased, but I think it's going to be a good one. As always, I always like to start off with mindset. I'm a strong believer that your mindset can really impact the way that you feel, obviously, and you have control over it and you can change it and you can reframe it. You can really just like flip a switch in a way for the most part. I think probably like the best thing that my therapist has ever taught me is reframing. And if you're going to take anything from this, take that. The biggest thing I would say to you is don't beat yourself up. Talk kindly to yourself and just know that you're not alone. This feeling is so normal to so many people. It happens multiple times throughout the year, whether it be midterm season or finals, or maybe it's a really stressful high intensity, high intensity, intense work environment. And there's a lot of deadlines and a lot of work to do before those deadlines. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed with all the tasks that you have at hand. Maybe you have travel plans, whatever it is, like burnout happens, unfortunately, but just know that you're not alone and that everyone is kind of feeling this burnout at the end of the year. There's so much going on. It's really overwhelming. It's hyper-consuming. But what I always like to do when I'm feeling overwhelmed and I feel like I still have so much to go until the end and I don't know if I can do it, I reframe it. I reframe how I'm phrasing it to myself. And I even do this when I'm doing my runs or I'm in a workout and I feel myself physically giving up or mentally giving up or both. Instead of saying, I still have XYZ to go, like I still have so much to go. I still have all these things to go. I still have all these things to do. Reframe it as I've already accomplished XYZ. I can finish because what I have left is less than what I've already done. And I know I'm capable of that. For example, if you're running, say you're running a 10 kilometer run and you've already run seven kilometers, you only have three kilometers left. That's so much less than what you've already done. And if you could run those seven kilometers, you most definitely can run three. And just look at it as those three, you know? Just know how much better it will feel once you're done knowing that you put your best foot forward no matter what it looks like. Your best foot forward may be different than what it may look at a different point in the year, and that's okay. But just know how good it will feel to finish and to finish 
being accomplished and proud of yourself as opposed to giving up or half-assing it. Also, ideally at this point of the year, there's usually a break. A lot of us have time off around Christmas and New Year's, you know, that little limbo period between Christmas and New Year's Eve. You know, we have some time off. So hopefully you get that time off and you have time to look forward to. Maybe if you're in school, you have your winter break. I remember I used to have like a month off when I was at Ryerson, like a literal month off. But when I was at Laurier, I only had one week off. I maybe got two off if I had my exams done early. But just know it will feel so good when you are done. It's almost like that post-workout feeling. If you put in the work and you try your hardest and put your best foot forward, you're going to feel so good at the end. And you can just relax without stress or hesitation or should have thoughts on your mind. With that said, I think routines are so important, even more so during periods of stress or when you're super busy. Don't drop your routines in self-care. I remember when I was at Laurier, I was pretty much like one of the only girls from my high school that went into the business program there. And so a lot of my friends were guys. Whenever we had midterms or finals or big assignments due, I was also like one of the few girls that went to the gym at that time. So I would always study with the boys, do work with the boys. A lot of my friends in, for like class stuff were guys. And always during like those stressful periods of time, the guys would stop going to the gym, but I would still go because I knew that if I didn't get some sort of movement in, if I didn't continue to do my self-care practices, I would not be able to think clearly when doing my work, I wouldn't be able to show up as my best self. If you're not taking care of yourself during these stressful periods, you're not gonna be able to perform and complete the work that you have at hand, the tasks that you have at hand to your best ability. And it's gonna be so much harder because you're not gonna have the energy, you're gonna be exhausted, and your body's just not going to be okay, your mind's not gonna be okay. Really prioritize these routines and self-care rituals, we put them in place in times that are less stressful so that we can lean on them in periods of stress and chaos. Maybe your schedule and your routine has to be a little bit more flexible, like shortening your workout, or maybe you need to be a bit more on top of your timing. You can't take everything so slowly and leisurely, but don't drop your routines. Like don't stop your journaling. Don't stop making your meals. Don't stop getting your workout in. Maybe it's a little shorter, maybe it's a little different, but still continue those go-to routines. I promise you, it will make you feel so much better. You do have enough time, you can make it work. I'm gonna talk about this a bit more in the next little block of scheduling, but I promise you, do not drop your routines. You need them during this time even more so than any other time in your life. <laughs> I truly think that by maintaining these routines, you will find some sort of peace and balance within the chaos. And I don't think you'll truly understand that until you practice what I'm preaching. So I encourage you to try that this season of exams, the last few weeks of Q4, just like really lean into those routines, even if it means you have to wake up earlier or you have to be a bit more on top of your schedule and be a bit more tighter with it. It will, it, I promise you, do not drop your routines and your self-care. Scheduling. Okay, there's something called Parkinson's Law, and this is something I always knew of. Like, I didn't know what it was called. 
my friend Noam Reader actually posted about it on her stories. And I was like, ah, that's like literally the concept I always realized. And I realized this at a young age. Maddie knew who she was at a young age. Um, <laughs> I noticed that when I transitioned from high school to university, in high school, I was a competitive dancer. I was dancing probably like 15 plus hours a week outside of school. And so I had very limited time to do my schoolwork and to make plans with friends and to relax. I still got all my work done because I had such a tight schedule and I had a restricted time on my tasks. I got them done when I needed them to be done. I never procrastinated really. I was always ahead of everything because I didn't have the time to let that task expand into. And when I got to university and I was no longer dancing anymore and I wasn't at school for eight hours every day, I had so much time and suddenly the tasks that I had, like all my assignments and quizzes and readings and whatnot, they felt all consuming because I had too much time on my hands. And I even learned this again once I quit my nine to five, well, left my nine to five and am doing influencing full time. I feel like I procrastinate a lot because I have so much time to do whatever task. I'm not forced to do it within a constrained period of time. And this is essentially Parkinson's law. So Parkinson's law is that work will expand to fill the allotted time that you give for its completion. Deadlines can cause people to procrastinate or even prompt people to fill up that time with like other matters. So any other tasks that you think are either more important than that task because you have so much time to complete it. For example, say you give yourself two weeks to complete an assignment or like you have two weeks to do this assignment. However, realistically, you know that this assignment will only take you a few hours to complete. But because you know you have more than enough time to complete this task, you literally have two weeks to complete something that can be done in a few hours, the assignment grows in scope. In order to overcome Parkinson's law, you need to give yourself the appropriate amount of time to actually complete the task. When I was in university, I went to my academic advisor a lot and to, what was it called? Whatever the counselors were that you could get like assistance with for school or get extra time or special accommodations. Whenever I went to them, they helped me. They helped me break down a study schedule, gave me tools and tips on how to formulate it for myself so that I could do it myself. What they told me is when you're studying for midterms or finals, you want to give yourself one to two hours per unit or you could do like like one to two hours per day per unit. So say there's like five units in your exam. You're going to count back from the exam date. The last day is going to be a review day and then you're going to count back five and that's how long you have to study. And then for each day, you're going to allot one to two hours to focus on that unit. That way, like you can actually complete the task. You're not giving yourself too much time and you can actually accomplish so much more. I also like to separate work with self-care or social activities. So say you wake up, you have your breakfast, you journal, and then you decide you are going to study for four hours and then you're going to break up your study period with a workout. You're going to work out for an hour and then you're going to study for another four hours after and then after that you're going to grab dinner with a friend and then you're going to study for two more hours. You get the gist. I feel like 
that makes it so much easier to absorb and process and complete the tasks when it's being broken up like that. But also be realistic, know how much time you actually need to complete something and remember Parkinson's law. I'll put a link in the show notes of a resource that I looked at to read more into it if you're curious. Improving focus. I feel like everyone and their mother has ADD or ADHD or even just like a short attention span because of TikTok and that there's so many distractions in the world now. But what I always do and what I specifically did when I was working on assignments for school or studying for exams and whatnot is I like to do 25-minute work sessions and then take a five-minute break. If I'm in a flow, like a workflow state, I try to really maintain it even if it's more than the 25 minutes, but I found the 25 minutes on, five minutes off really worked for me, and you can like play with this timing. It can be 20 minutes. It can be 30 minutes. You can do 45 minutes, whatever works for you. I think I'm like 95% sure 25 minutes was my sweet spot, but it's going to obviously differ per person. And you can also apply this to tasks that you have to do, chores, like literally anything, like just set a timer for that set time. And it makes it so much more consumable to you and seems so much easier. I don't know. It's easier to bite onto. I always put my phone on do not disturb. I try to put it in my bag or separate room because I'm a really firm believer on out of sight, out of mind. If you don't see your phone like on the table face down next to you, you're less likely going to have an urge to pick it up and just check the notifications or open Instagram or whatever it may be. You can also use website blockers on your computer. I don't remember what the ones I used to use. I'm sure you can just Google like website blocker, but it would literally block off say like Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or like any of these distracting websites on my computer for an allotted period of time and you literally couldn't undo it once it was set. I think there was also an app for Apple computers um, that I used to use and I found that really helpful. Something else that really helped me and I only really discovered this in my like final year of university and I'll still do this if I have a task that I really need to focus on at work. Using headphones, ideally noise canceling and putting on a white nose. Oh my God, white noise playlist. You know, either from YouTube or Spotify also has. I find that frequency just, I think it's a frequency. That, yeah, I think that, yes. <laughs> I find that frequency honestly really helps me with focusing and when it's like with no, why can't I say this word? Noise canceling headphones, it really blocks out the external sound and it also helps block out any of your own like wandering thoughts and just helps you like have tunnel vision on the task at hand. My last tip for improving your focus is to set up a work environment. I've spoken about this before, but in your home, have a designated workspace. Like do not work from your bed. Like your bed should not be a place where you work. Ideally, you want it to be a desk or a table, or if you have the luxury of having a separate office, that's super great. I also do like to switch it up, especially if I'm studying multiple days in a row or doing a lot of work and I have the flexibility to work remote. Switching between working at home at your desk or going to a cafe or a library. And you can also do this with friends to make it a bit more social and to help fight a bit of loneliness. Just when you're choosing who you're going to go with, make sure that they're on the same page with you. They're gonna be grinding 
and you're not going to be distracting each other. But I find that really helps because you can get really sick of the same environment, but also being in the same environment can kind of help you get into a bit of like a staple routine and your mind can associate work with that routine and know when to grind. And lastly, we're going to go into the self-care for stress section. These are all the things that I really lean into when I'm feeling stressed to help lower my stress levels and to really reset and ground me. They are simple things and I'm sure you've heard of them before. The weather is getting warmer and sometimes life gets busy in the summer months and that is where factors, no prep, no mess meals, come into play. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian-approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Head to factormeals.com slash Alana50 and use code Alana50 for 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Alana50 at factormeals.com slash Alana50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Thank you, Factor Meals, for sponsoring this week's episode of Morning Ray. If you've been listening for the pod for a while, you would know that I'm on a mission to learn another language, and that is why I have been using Rosetta Stone. They are one of the most trusted language learning programs available on both desktop and as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. They are a trusted expert for learning languages for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages being offered everything from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Chinese, Japanese, It also has fast language acquisition. Rosetta Stone really immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's very intuitive. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, and it's really designed for long-term retention. You're not just going to learn something and then forget it if you're not constantly practicing. What I love is they also have the built-in true accent feature, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent and you can make sure that you're pronouncing everything as you should. It's very convenient and it has amazing value with a lifetime membership to all 25 languages. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Morning Ray listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Thank you, Rosetta Stone, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. I'm always talking about how it is possible to change your life by just focusing on getting 1% better every day, how the little things really do add up and 
That can be as small as integrating a new supplement into your day-to-day routine like Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. It helps benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I personally have loved integrating Seed into my day-to-day routine. My digestion has never been better. I feel so much better and I truly notice a difference when I'm not taking it. When I take it consistently, I feel so much better. My digestion is better and I've never really experienced something like this from a probiotic. So that's why I continually go back to Seed and notice a difference when I stop taking it. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25ALANA to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana code 25ALANA. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. I'm sure you do them, but these are kind of the things that I'm encouraging you to continue to do or to implement no matter how busy your life is. I just need to blow out my candle. I feel like it's been burning for way too long. When I blew it out, like ash came off of the wick because I I didn't cut it before I started burning it. I always try to take better care of my candles, but I keep having such bad acid reflux and I don't think it's from my coffee. It doesn't really happen. I think it might be, I've been having chicken fingers. I've been obsessed with Jane's chicken fingers again. There's a little coffee, a- ASMR. <laughs> I've been really obsessed with those chicken fingers. I've been having them every day and I've also been obsessed with remaking Le Bowl from Zinke, which is a restaurant in California and Arizona, I think. It's so good and I nailed the recipe. If you follow Trin as well, you would know that she's obsessed with it. We've been ordering it since we went to LA for the first time together. So good. Okay, self-care for stress. First off, I love to do low-intensity calming workouts. Not for all of them. It could be all your movement. I feel like sometimes like intensity is really nice when you're stressed to like release. But I love a low-intensity, low-impact workout thrown in there to just really calm me. And I feel like it's always just what I need. For example, this could be your Pilates, your yoga class, stretching, going for a nice walk. I love a silent walk which just means like you don't put any headphones in, you're not listening to a podcast or music or anything. You're just being really aware of your environment and grounding yourself. I also love workouts that allow you to like truly disconnect and kind of just be alone with your thoughts. For me, this is something like running. I really love running for this. And I also love that it gets you out of the house and in fresh air and outside. I know that it's winter and it could be cold where you're living, but there are ways People do run in the winter. I've run in the winter. You just need to layer properly. You really want your base layer to be something that is sweat wicking and quick drying. Something like the Swiftly Tech shirts from, or from, I was going to say from Aritzia, from Lululemon. I like the long sleeve one. And then you want to get a pair of brushed leggings. When it's brushed, it makes it warmer. You can also get fleece leggings, but I find those a bit too warm to run in, to be honest, unless it's like freezing. But I love the brushed Swift Speed leggings from Lulu. They're perfect and they don't budge. 
A running vest is great. You can also run with a hoodie over top of your base layer, running gloves, running headbands to keep your ears warm. I think you can also get winter running socks that are a bit warmer. There's also, if it's snowy where you are, you can also get either spikes for your shoes or you can get, I think, trail shoes are good for winter runs. I could be wrong on that, so do your research. But it is very possible to run outside in cooler temperatures. Obviously, you might not wanna run as far, but once you warm up, like you're fine. I would recommend warming up in your home and then going out and running as opposed to waiting till you're outside because it will take you longer to warm up. Proper meals. I feel like when we're stressed, we kind of forget about food and I get it, I've been there. Sometimes you're not as hungry, you feel like you don't have time, but you're, Brain needs fuel to function, especially a lot of healthy fats and protein. Really prioritize that protein. That protein is going to help keep you saturated and full and energized when you're working as opposed to like if you're just having straight pasta all the time, which like you can definitely have it for like dinner or something. But when you're prioritizing protein, it's really going to give you that energy and you won't feel the need to snack all the time when you're studying. Drink enough water. Hydration Hydration is so important. You guys know, aim for around two liters of water a day. If you're working out, if you're running, get those electrolytes in. I really like Element. I really like Hydrolyte for my electrolytes. If I'm buying like a bottled water, I really like Essentia. It's electrolyte water. I love taking my Stanley cup with me. I have the 32 ounce one or my bank. I have, I think that one's also 32 ounces. Literally my emotional support water bottle, anything with a straw, a glass and straw works too. I also honestly count tea towards my water intake if it's just like a tea bag and water, like not a milk tea situation, but drink enough water. It will make you feel so much better. If I don't drink enough water and I'm studying or I'm doing work and I'm stressed, I get headaches. So drink your water, stay hydrated. It will also help with your digestion, your sleep schedule. I feel like sleep is always the thing that kind of just put gets put on the back burner when we're stressed and overwhelmed and sometimes our sleep quality gets impacted because we are stressed and maybe we're tossing and turning in the night because we're really overwhelmed with our thoughts and what we have to do. But control what you can control. Try to go to bed and wake up at the same time. Aim for that seven to nine hours of sleep. Honestly, fine, seven to eight is my sweet spot, but it might be different for you. Really try your best to also create a good sleep environment. It really changes everything. Everything from your sheets to the darkness in your room to the air. I like to sleep in a cooler environment. They actually say that you'll have a better sleep if you sleep in a colder, slightly colder temperature. I would always like lower my thermostat to like 68, 69. That can be a bit chilly in the winter, so usually around 70. I've been falling asleep to rain playlists. I use one on Spotify or on my hatch alarm clock, which I'll get into a bit more. But, and I'll link the Spotify playlist. Any Spotify playlist that I've listened, I'll, that I've listed, I'll link in the show notes. But fall asleep to rain, I find it's so peaceful. I play it quite quietly. I feel like it's honestly just changed everything. Use the sleep function on your iPhone alarm clock to have nicer alarm clock sounds. I'm literally traumatized by the Apple alarm clock, like the standard one, you know, the one. Let me see if I can find it. Can I play it? <laughs> Sorry if I'm about to traumatize you guys. 
Oh my god, that's terrifying. Why is it on that? That one is also traumatizing. That's my dad's ringtone. <laughs> this. This is literally triggering. <laughs> Instead of using that, if you go under alarms, there's at the top, it should say like sleep slash wake up. And then you can press change and it will give you kind of this dial clock and you can set your bedtime and your wake up time and it will tell you how many hours of sleep that is. You can edit your sleep schedule so you can set that for like the same time Monday through Friday and then different Saturday on Sunday. I like to use the bird song wake up. It sounds like this. I don't even know if you can hear it. But it's just birds chirping. And it does wake you up because it vibrates. Um, but that's so much nicer to wake up unless you're really deep. I mean, I'm a deep sleeper and that wakes me up. So use an alarm that doesn't literally traumatize you and give you anxiety from the minute you wake up. It will also remind you when to go to bed. You can set it to remind you like an hour before. That's what I have. And it also turns off all notifications. You have no notifications pop up on your home screen or your lock screen. It's really nice. I personally really love my hatch alarm clock. I got it the beginning of November, so almost a month now, and it was the best $300 I ever spent. I know $300 is an, is an insane amount to spend on an alarm clock, but it is also a sound machine. I play the rain on there, and I literally just press the nighttime button. There's like a nighttime and a wake up button, and I just play that, and then I wake up also to birds on that one too and it has a sunrise feature so you can choose your type of sunrise and it will start rising 30 minutes before your set alarm clock and it makes it so much easier to wake up especially right now when the sun is rising late and it's dark outside and it's gloomy in the winter today i had to be up at 6 30 for my pilates class and usually i feel like it's so hard for me to get up but it was so easy because it was dark in my room and then my hatch rose the sun for me and it was so much easier to wake up. It is an investment. I'll have it linked in the show notes, but it is truly so worth it. The first version of it is a bit cheaper. I think it's like $100 cheaper. They both kind of do the same thing. There's also a lofty, which is a bit cheaper, but I liked the look of the hatch and you don't have to get the subscription. I don't have the subscription. The subscription is only if you want like more sounds and features on it, but the ones that come with it for free in the library are perfect for me, in my opinion. I have two more tips for you. My second last tip is get ready every day, even if you're just putting on a new pair of sweats, even if you're just at home. I always do my hair, my makeup, I change my outfit. I literally always do this unless I'm beyond sick. If I'm kind of sick, I'm still doing it. It just makes you feel so much more confident and so much better about yourself. If you walk past the mirror, you feel good about yourself. You feel like you look good. And I'm a strong believer that this ripples into the rest of your day and how you approach different things, whether it be your work or your interactions with other people. I really do think like even your underwear, like put on the cool, the cute little underwear or the cute bra or get your nails done, like take care of yourself and get ready and do the things that make you feel good because it will really ripple into the rest of your day. I grew up always watching my mom get ready, even if she was staying at home all day. And 
I guess I just picked up on that and I realized how much better it makes me feel and my mood and just everything else falls into place. And I actually saw someone else talk about this on their on their podcast, on TikTok. She was like talking about tips her mom gave her and one of them was that as well. So I'm not alone on this. I'm sure that you guys can relate to it. So if you're someone who doesn't do this, if you don't get ready and it doesn't have to be like full glam, it can just be like a simple everyday makeup routine. I mean, you don't have to do makeup, but like just like get ready, whatever that means to you. And I promise you, it will feel so much better. Also, I'm so sorry my vocal fry is like really frying right now. That's what happens when you talk to yourself for 40 minutes. And then lastly, disconnect from screens when you can. Because obviously if you're doing work on your computer or you're studying from your computer, looking at your phone, do activities that allow you to disconnect from screens. I love reading on a paperback book before bed, going on a silent walk, calling a friend like just on a regular phone instead of facetiming just do things that allow you to disconnect from a screen outside of watching tv outside of being on your computer read a book draw paint cook bake play a sport i don't know like just do anything it will really recharge and refresh you and also help you wind down before bed as well these are all my little tips and tricks to help you cope and deal with end of year burnout, whether you are in school. I know it was a bit more student focused because I feel like finals can get to the best of you, but this was a little episode on end of year burnout. I hope that there are some tangible takeaways and that hopefully this can help you out in the super stressful and busy time, whether you are attending a million one holiday things, have a million one things to do at work, have finals, whatever it may be. I hope that this can help give you a little bit of assistance and make you feel a little lighter. And also know you can always say no to social plans if you're feeling super overwhelmed. You can always choose how much you want to be a part of those plans. You don't have to go for the full a lot of time. You don't have to drink at every single function. You're allowed to say no. So just remember that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I really would love if you could leave a review and or rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I know you have your phone nearby. If you could do that, it would really help support the podcast. And I always love reading your reviews and your little replies on Spotify if you listen on Spotify. I love it. I love hearing your feedback and so that I can apply it and make the show better. And I hope you have an amazing week. And I will see you, well, I guess weekend because a new episode will be out on Monday. But I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon. Bye, guys. <laughs>